All right, the Pelicans are surging a little bit, but they could use some reinforcements as they wait for Zion Williamson to come back, of course. Should Marcus Smart be a trade target for them from the Boston Celtics? Let's talk about it and Zion in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcast. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Thursday. One more show after this for the year. And then we'll get into 2022, which is hopefully going to treat the New Orleans Pelicans kinder. But they should be active on the trade market in 2022 as we gear up for the NBA trade deadline in February. And one name that's going to be in a lot of trade rumors is Marcus Smart. Should the Pelicans go after him? And that's what we're going to talk about in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. And thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen every single day. We're free and available on all platforms five days a week, Monday through Friday, for y'all breaking down everything you want to know about this team. Big wins. Herb Jones, trade targets. We'll talk more improvements. Willie Green a little bit tomorrow as well. So make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as well. Tell a friend about the show and subscribe uh, and leave a five-star review with a comment. Today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is also brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't want or need and can even help you negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. All right, Marcus Smart, you know, I think we've kind of identified, or at least I have, that the Pelicans don't need to go looking for help in the front court. You know, Valanciunas is great there. Herb Jones can play the four. So can Brandon Ingram. That, that's been working. You're seeing Jackson Hayes over the past two games play some quality minutes at the five. I didn't really think he was great at the four. And you'll get Zion Williamson back eventually, hope, hopefully. And you've gotten some quality minutes at times from Billy Hernan Gomez. So you just don't need to go towards the front court, I think. You want to add some depth on the wing? Sure. It's never a bad thing, but I think they're actually kind of okay there right now between Josh Hart, who's playing some of the best basketball of his career, Brandon Ingram, who for a stretch was playing some of the best basketball of his career. You've got Herb Jones, who can play there a little bit too. You know, hopefully a guy like Trey Murphy comes on every now and then, like once every, I don't know, 10, 15 games, you get a good game from Garrett Temple over there on the wing as well. So I think they're okay there. It's the backcourt really needs some help at times. I think Devontae Graham has been fine. Just fine. I don't think he's been exceptional other than when he hits game-winning shots. Defensively, he is bad in that spot. Nikhil Alexander-Walker has been bad this year. I think his scoring is up and down. He has some flashes of it, but it's not been consistent. Defensively, he is not great over there either. So I think they need help in the backcourt. And when I really think about what this team could use, what would help them win a lot of games certainly would be on the defensive side of the ball. This is a Pelicans team that's still bad defensively, at times really bad defensively. They're 24th out of 30th in the league. You're not going to win a ton of games against good competition when you can't get stops. And they've got a four-game stretch coming up to start the year, which is brutal. So you need to be able to get stops. And so when you look at the trade market for guys who are out there, Marcus Smart really does fit that bill for the New Orleans Pelicans. You know, from the Boston Celtics, they are underachieving this year and they massively need to kind of shake things up or do something. They're a team that like just can't 
stand pat and needs to do like anything like of all the teams that need to make some sort of panic trade i see them at 16 and 18 they're 16 and 19 now they got beat by the clippers last night they need to do something like that they're ninth they're 10th in the eastern conference that's not where they want to be you know they just brought in a rookie head coach who's had some ups and downs in Ime Udoka who i think is a really good coach and will be but he's made some mistakes he hasn't really seemed to get the buy-in from a lot of these players they got to do something and of all the guys that you can get rid of, it's not going to be the Jalen's there, Jalen Brown um, and, uh, sorry, J- uh, the Jays, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, there we go. It's going to be Marcus Smart, who's who you are going to try and trade. And I think he makes a ton of sense for New Orleans. This is not a guy that is going to go out and light it up in terms of scoring. He's averaging this season just 11 points per game. For his career, he averages 10.2. Last season was his best scoring season, and it was just 13.1. He'll give you assists, though. He's a point guard in that in that kind of, not, you know, Chris Paul, even Ricky Rubio, and oh, that's a shame, kind of mold. But he's going to give you five to six assists per game. Last season, 5.7. This year, 5.5. Those are very good numbers, right? Most importantly, though, defensively, the dude's a menace. He forces steals all the time, pressures the point of attack, and creates turnovers. Two steals per game, right? He's strong. He's stout. He's got good enough size at 6'3", but the strength is there. He is very just tenacious. A bulldog can fight through screens, right? All of that is something that he's really capable of doing. And when you look at the New Orleans Pelicans and how things have gone, they need a guy like that, right? You can't keep getting beat with perimeter trouble and having guys drive into the teeth of your defense that is a problem something that new orleans needs to solve marcus smart would fix that and i think he being available means you could probably get a trade done that makes some sort of sense right would you be willing to give up a guy like say Nikhil alexander walker and tomas sataransky along with some sort of protected let's say first round pick that probably could get you Marcus Smart, may, maybe. I think there's a bit of an issue here where I don't know if the Celtics who are looking for more impactful upgrades would want something like that, but I think you could maybe try and sell them on kind of a scoring guy in Nikhil Alexander-Walker. You know, they're playing Romeo Langford and Peyton Pritchard significant minutes, and those guys are averaging five points per game each under that. They really need a guard that can score, or at least has the potential to score in their on their bench and with their rotation, and they're lacking that right now. So if they're desperate for that, to have a guy that maybe could get you 20, 30, Nikhil's capable of it, right? Maybe that's the type of guy they need to look at. I wouldn't necessarily in a trade want to include both Marcus Smart, or not, uh, both Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Jackson Hayes. But if that was a trade... Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Tomas Sandoransky, and some sort of protected first-round pick for Marcus Smart, would you do it? Let me know in the comments on YouTube. So coming up, though, I think it makes sense, right? I think his assists are good enough. I think the defense is really what you're looking for to really try and solidify that area and really upgrade you. But there's a lot of reasons not to want to go after 
Marcus Smart. Let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by Truebill. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam that's out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. And on average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. They are there for you. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in just one tap. They have over 2 million users and have helped save them over $100 million. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen. And for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. Look, you can't just look at a box score and kind of understand what happened. You need the context around things. If you go look at the box score for the Lakers-Memphis game, where the Lakers lost, by the way, you're not going to know that Russell Westbrook was wide open in the corner for three. They could have passed him the ball for a game-tying shot, and none of the Lakers wanted to do that because they don't trust him. That doesn't show up in the box score. You need the Kamenetsky brothers who host Locked on Lakers to break that down for you. And this show is like 10, 15 minutes at the most to give you everything you need to know from both sides Each team that played from the night before to recap all of the action, get all that context you need. Our local experts, they're on the ground every single day covering these teams like I am here. So listen to Locked On Now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch it on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. All right, we're talking Marcus Smart. I think he's a really intriguing trade option for New Orleans. And look, they're playing better basketball right now. They're beating up on some bad teams, but you at least need to do that. I think that says a lot, right? It just means you're not as bad as them. You're better than them. That's a good thing. That's a thing to actually be happy about. I I said that out loud, and it sounds like such a backhanded compliment, insult, something like that. It's not. Beating the teams you should beat, that's actually the sign of of an okay to good team. So I think that's a wonderful thing. But you have a really tough schedule coming up. This was the easy part. You're not going to get that anymore. So you need to bolster this roster a little bit. So would you trade Nikhil Alexander-Walker... Uh, Sadoransky, Temple, and maybe another, you know, whatever it takes to kind of salary filler to make that work, and a protected first-round pick for a guy like Marcus Smart. He's under contract. He can't be traded until January. But this is a guy that I think makes a ton, a ton, a ton of sense for the, or he can be traded before that, um, for the Pelicans. He's under contract through 2025. I think that's a big thing. And it's going to be under $20 million every single year until that final year of the deal. But there's also reasons not to be that interested in Marcus Smart. One, if the Pelicans are looking to get some more solid guard depth rotation players, whatever it might be, yeah, you probably want one that scores more than 10, 11 points per game. That doesn't make me pretty excited, right? You know, he can get downhill and try and score at the rim at times, but he also is very inconsistent. And I think that's a bit of a problem. There's going to be times when he's not doing that. And that's what we've seen we want guards to do, right? We talked about it over these past two games. When guards attack the basket, good things come from it, right? Like that is just should be like a rule for the Pelicans. When the guards attack the basket, good things happen when you get dribble penetration like that. He does a lot of that. He can run the pick and roll, but he also shoots threes probably more so than he should. Almost five per game this season. He's a 28.5% shooter this year. For his career, he's 32%. That's a bad number. You're going to get Zion back, presumably at some point this year, you know, or next season, and you want shooters around him. And Marcus Smart 
is not a shooter. That is absolutely something that worries me. You know, can he be your starting point guard? Yes, 100%. Would you need some other ball handlers around him? Yeah, that's a bit of a concern too when you need someone who can orchestrate the offense maybe a little bit more than what he is capable of doing. He doesn't get to the line at a particularly great rate either. That's a bit of a problem because that's something that New Orleans should be looking for given that they kind of have a size advantage down low. You know, he's not a great rebounder for that position, not that you need him to be, but it can't hurt when you're trying to get out and run in transition. So because of that, like, yeah, it makes me a little bit worried about how he'll fit fully offensively with this team. If he was a guard that was a great facilitator, sign me up. No problem. Is he a guard like, say, John Morant, who just would repeatedly go after the rim over and over and over again to break down a defense? Sign me up. He's in between all of that. Like, that's not necessarily what we're looking for when it comes to a type of player and a type of guard that they should want to try and grab. But that defense maybe does make up for it, right? But the problem is you're going to have to give up a lot to the Celtics because I don't think there's a ton here that they necessarily want. They want players that are going to impact them right away. Maybe that's Nikhil. But they probably look at it and say, yeah, no, like not that guy. I think that's a bit of a problem. So while I think I like the idea, it probably means you need to throw in another first-round pick or, or some something like that, right, to try and really sweeten the pot enough for the Celtics to say yes. So say it's Nikhil Sadoransky and two first-round picks. I'm less excited about it all of a sudden. Are you? If, it, if it's that same deal, but now it's two first-round picks, are you less interested in that? Yeah, that's when I start to get a little bit worried. They just don't have players that I think other teams are going to really, really be interested in, and that kind of creates some sort of issue here, meaning you're going to have to overpay for a guy like Marcus Smart. So, YouTube comments, let me know. Would you do Nikhil, Sadoransky, and two firsts, both protected, let's say, in some capacity, for Marcus Smart, knowing that like that's your big upgrade for the foreseeable future, Marcus Smart. Again, really good defensively. I love him there. But is it enough? Is that too much to give up for a guy who, you know, offensively is fine? Defensively, good, but fine offensively. And I'm not sure. Maybe with Zion and Brandon Ingram knowing that they're capable ball handlers, right? Josh Hart, too. Again, you have a ton of like kind of secondary ball handlers, creators, not one primary one. Maybe they kind of all add up to one, but hmm, makes you wonder if that's the right move to go for. So let me know in the YouTube comments. All right, coming up, Zion. I've had this question a lot. We'll clear it up. Is he with the team right now? Is he on the bench? We'll talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is also brought to you by betonline.ag. BetOnline has you, co- has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues, it's March through the College Bowl season and the pro football playoffs. You've got NBA games every single night, and BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your free money. Whether it's basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Over on Herb Jones. Points, rebounds, whatever. He's awesome. Over on Herb Jones every single time. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. Bet online where the game starts. All right. Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We're free and available on all platforms. 
We're here Monday through Friday breaking down everything you want to know about the team. No paywall. It's just free, man. Like, that's it. Just free basketball talk. Pelicans talk every single day. Now, for your second listen, go check out Locked on Saints. Host Ross Jackson breaking down everything you want to know about the black and gold as they try and get into the playoffs themselves. All right. So, we just went over Marcus Smart again. Question of the day. Would you trade for Marcus Smart? If he was going to be your one big upgrade for the foreseeable future, are you cool with it being him? Is that big enough for you, right? If that's you kind of pushing your chips in and being like, this is the guy, this is the difference maker, it's Marcus Smart. I'm not sure. And given that COVID might impact the trade deadline, it might mean you need to give up even more than what you were already planning to really prize some of these guys away. It gets expensive in a hurry, right? For a guy that is good, but is he that big of a difference maker? And I'm not entirely sure. And I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely curious about what you all think. So one of the questions I've gotten a lot over the past week or so with the Pelicans having some home games is where is Zion Williamson and it's a little bit complicated because I don't for sure know but he has not been on the bench he wasn't on the bench in the win over the Cleveland Cavaliers the other night he hasn't been on the road for a while the last time I know he was with the team was the game against the Detroit Pistons I think on December 10th December 10th He was there on the bench with the team in the Smoothie King Center in that blowout win over the Pistons. Next day, he flew to L.A., and I started hearing things about that. And if you'll notice, if you go back to my Twitter, I was saying, oh, look, Zion's not traveling with the team on the road. You don't see him on the bench. That's worth noting. Then like four days after that, three days after that, it announced that he got the injections in his foot. That That procedure was done in Los Angeles. I don't know if they have him flying or not, or if he's just staying out there in LA, rehabbing, working with trainers, and being in touch with the team right now. So I don't know if he's in New Orleans or not. If he was in New Orleans, I imagine he would have been on the bench at the game, though, given Omicron and COVID and players going in and out, like maybe, you know, it's smarter to just have him stay at home. I don't know if he's been at the facility or not. Again, he hasn't talked to the media since media day. We're relying on things we hear and people I talk to and all that kind of stuff to really try and figure out what's going on. I believe he still might be in Los Angeles. That's probably more due to the injections than anything and just waiting to kind of see how that Responds rather than, you know, be getting on a plane, flying back or whatever it might be. You know, maybe they just don't want him doing anything like that. But he definitely was not at the game the other night. He hadn't been on the road with the team for a while, too. The last time I believe he was actually with the team, again, December 10th. We're still about two weeks away from the earliest update on him. They announced the injections on on December 16th. They said four to six weeks. Let's pin it on like the longer side of that, right? You're looking probably at the end of March is maybe when we'll get an update. Unless things are going really well, in which case maybe we get one in two weeks. But yeah, you know, it's not with the team. You'd like him there, certainly. But when it comes to medical issues like this, you know, I don't know if he should be traveling or not. If he should be, you know, just by the doctors who performed all of the procedures and everything so they can keep an eye on him. Not really sure. So... That's kind of the update. I get that question a lot as I think people have started to absolutely notice it. Um, And yeah, there you go. Not with the team right now. Maybe is though, but we haven't seen him on the bench. And that's why I think he probably isn't. All right. That's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. Again, would you trade for Marcus Smart? Thank you all very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow to wrap up the year.